how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 336. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. I'm back home. Everything is, seems to be okay. There's the the air is breathable in Portland, which is good stuff. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try this like midweek stuff during football season for a little while. See how that works. But uh, today, though, we're gonna talk NBA in September, which is wild. So uh, before yeah. we get too far into that, though, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. We're doing NBA, and it's not uh, season preview. We're in the conference finals, which is weird. So weird. It's so weird. I, it, it, I, I mean, I, it's fun because there's like really exciting baseball, really exciting football, and really exciting basketball all happening at once. So that's, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, there's too much happening. Cool. But yeah, it's hard to keep up. I mean, I got kids, man. I got to call Adam Silver <laughs> and be like, look, man, I can't watch hey, look, all this. Look. <laughs> let's, just give, let's just give this ring to LeBron. <laughs> and let's just let's just move on screw that give it to jimmy butler give it to jimmy butler jimmy yeah butler jimmy, wants it how about we anyone. give it to jimmy <laughs> jimmy butler is wants this ring yeah if if there's if if there's any truth to like if you can have anything if you want it bad enough jimmy butler should get this ring <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but it's all been fun i think today we were talking about we're gonna um we're going to do something, we're going to take a, a little bit of a step back. We're going to revisit all of the teams that have been eliminated in the playoffs so far. Yeah. There's a lot fun. of them. And we're going to talk about, you know, where they are, what they should do going forward, who they should trade, if anyone, who they should sign, all that good stuff. I will say, I'm very confused about what's happening with the teams that didn't make the playoffs, the Delete 8 that everyone is calling them. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I saw this thing that they... Out. Well, no, I saw this thing that the Hornets posted where it's like they reported to some sort of camp. And I'm like, for what? Like, what? It was like a voluntary training camp that they all reported to. But, like, Nick Batum didn't come. Huh. I was well, like, I don't know. It, it just felt really, it felt weird. It was like, I don't know what, the, I think this is just something that the, 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 the league is just trying to do. So, like, so you just won't have, like, a year with your players just basically being out of pocket. You're just trying to like get them back into the fold because like if the season doesn't start till January, you're talking about a year where these guys aren't doing anything officially in basketball capacity. That's not good. I think that makes sense. You want to kind of connect a little bit. I mean, it's been a long. It's been like since March since they've seen each other. Since I March, mean, right? And they're talking about the season not kicking back off again till January. Oh, is that? I was going to ask you that if if you knew when the season was supposed to. I know I saw the draft is supposed to be like sometime in November. So. Yeah, well, they were talking about they want it December. Okay. They were thinking about they were talking about Christmas, but like a couple months ago, uh, oh God, I almost called him Stern. Silver came out and said, uh, "Yeah, that's probably not going to happen." And so I think this week he said that they're looking for early to mid January. Okay, that makes sense. Honestly, they've got to have a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. They got to have a little off season. Yeah, not that they How about just started in January. Months, but yeah, How about just that? go through yeah. the summer. Yeah, start New Year's. Football season's over. Yeah, football season's over. 
and then you could just roll through the summer. Like, who cares if basketball and baseball aren't at the same time? Like, baseball games, anyone that's watching baseball games is just taking, like, you know, 15 hours out of their day to watch a baseball game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, and baseball, baseball you know, takes so long. And, and basketball would end before baseball really got too interesting. You know what I mean? Because baseball, right, you can baseball end doesn't like really, in, yeah, you don't really get yeah. hard into baseball. I mean, not that, not that you don't get into baseball early season, but I know for me, like, I watch, and I only watch a little bit of baseball anyway, but I'm watching, like, every Mariners game in April, right? And then May, I'm watching, like, every fifth Mariners game. And then, like, June, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I forgot baseball's on. And the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, around September, August, late August, September, I'm like, oh, yeah, baseball. And then I get back into it, so... <laughs> and that's a, that's about when the league would be ending. If you started yeah. in January, you could end it about in July. Yeah, late July, late July, early August. That's, I, I, I'm here for late August July, August. early August. And then instead of summer league, you have September league. You know, winter league. Winter league. Yeah. yeah either way, that works. That works. Although, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think it does probably interfere with the college season a little bit, though. Yeah. Yeah. You could play the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire during the Summer League games. Yeah. That could be the new NBA thing. Because when I think NBA, I think Earth, Wind, and Fire. So. Yep. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Look, call it in. Call call Adam Silver. Yeah, let's call that in. Call up Silver. Yeah. Call Silver up. Let's do it done. But you know what, Adam? You motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We've got an idea, Adam. Look. Look. Shut up, Adam. All right. (laughs) Here's what you're doing. Here's what you do. Trade Giannis to the Hornets. Trade Giannis to the Hornets. And and, (laughs) lifetime contract. Yeah. And and all the wings go to Portland. All of them. I'm talking (laughs) talking Covington. I'm talking Durant. All of them go to Portland. Brown. 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 Tatum. (laughs) We're gonna get we're gonna get the we're gonna get the Portland. I think we both have some thoughts on Portland. Yeah, I I, I I'm I'm so I, I go back and forth on Portland. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Let's talk with the most recently eliminated teams first. Yep. Um That would be who? The Bucks? Yeah. Let's start with the Bucks. Yeah, let's start with the Bucks. Because the Bucks, uh, great regular season, 56 and 17, number one in the Eastern Conference, and then once again really struggled in the playoffs. Uh seemed like they couldn't make a tremendous amount of adjustments, uh, didn't have enough shooting. Uh, I I don't I don't know what the Bucks do at this point because their their cap situation isn't exactly good, so th- it's not in a situation yeah, where they can they can really go it's out. Not and the, spend. It's not the worst, but it's really but it's not good. Yeah, I mean they've got 130 million dedicated to next year, so th- they don't have cap space, right? Um, no, but they have guys that I think are tradable. I think someone would if they wanted to, someone would trade for Middleton. Someone would trade for Lopez. Um. They pr- probably could move Eric Bledsoe. I think they're, they have guys that are getting paid a ton of money, but I think those guys are tradable. No, I don't think anyone really wants George Hill. Although George Hill seems like a guy who'll get traded with someone else. It's just, that's just his destiny in life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's at $10 million per for the next two years, though. That's not a terrible contract for George Hill. Like George Hill, yeah. he, George Hill adds to that team, so like that's not a terrible yeah. contract. If, if they're going to do anything, like you said, they need shooting. But the two guys that fire them, if I'm still going to try, they've got one more year of Giannis before they have to face that arm again. And that's another conversation that we can have. 
But if you're going to add anything to that team, you need to add shooting around Giannis and Middleton. Giannis yeah. is your guy. Middleton is your creator. And you've got Lopez in the middle. I feel like if you're going to try and replace or try and make up any type of shooting, the guy you, you, you'd want to try to move is Lopez. Maybe, but the problem is cause... Lopez isn't really going to get you a shooter, right? Like, what are you going to get for Brooke Lopez He'll at get this you... point? Yeah, but what else are they trading? I mean, they I, might could trade Lopez. I mean, they I might could trade Bledsoe, but I, I think Middleton is the only piece they have that can net them something to actually improve the team. Now, yeah, I don't know see, if that. Equals, I don't know that that. I, I think they miss yeah. Middleton, right? But that's why they're in such a tough spot, yeah. right? That's it's a because, net negative. I think. Yeah. I think that's a anything that you trade Middleton for. I don't think you get anything back that improves the team. Yeah, because you have to replace what Middleton does and then add the shooting around there. Like maybe yeah. if you go like maybe Levine. And something else, maybe, maybe if 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 Chicago wants to do that, but I don't I don't know that that even makes that much sense. Yeah, because you need two shooters um, out of this. That's what you need. You need two shooters out of Middleton because you need to replace Middleton and add another shooter. I I don't know that that trade exists, but I know you're not getting much from Brook Lopez because Brook Lopez does a lot for that team too, and he only makes twelve million a year. So you trade him out, you get twelve million back in contract. That's just one player, oh and God. you have the same problem, right? You have the same problem. You're 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 moving a guy who helps you and bringing in someone who hopefully helps you as much as Brook Lopez does. And, and I just don't see, I don't see teams opening up huge assets for Brook Lopez at this point in his career. Otto Porter makes 28, Otto Porter makes 28 million next year. Yes, he does. Is that the last year of his contract though? Yeah, he's got a player option next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that makes perfect sense. Um, uh, that's the thing. I I, <laughs> I think with I think with Milwaukee, I, I I think if they make a move, it has to be either Middleton or or if Giannis can't comes to them and says I'm not resigning next year. Obviously, you move Giannis, but well, yeah, yeah, Giannis is the the elephant in the room. Yeah, is right? he staying like, or is he leaving? You know, that's that's the key. Yeah, and because he knows. And I think if if you're if you're Milwaukee, I feel like you sit down with him and you have a very candid conversation. Yeah. Be like, and look, you, we want you, you here, but it, you got to tell us if 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 you feel like, the look, same. Look, we way. will do, we will do whatever you want. We want you to retire a Milwaukee Buck. Yep. It's like we want you to be our guy. You have to tell us what you want to do. Yep. This is like because like we will do whatever it is that you want to do. We want you to be our guy. And if he says, you know, if he hems and haws. Yep. Not even if he, not even if he says, you know, if he says something like, "Well, we'll see where we are in in, in next season or whatever." Yeah, trade. You him. just, you, you just, it just, it sucks. And I know you know, and the fans will go crazy if you do it, but you gotta trade him. Yeah, yeah, because Hemming and Hawing can't means, play that he, game. He knows. He he might he might be on the fence. He might be still debating and all that, but he knows. Like he yeah. he knows right now. And, he, and, and next year doesn't matter. Next year is not going to make a difference of whether or not he wants to stay there. And I think. Like, I will give him credit for this. Like, when they have asked him about this, the things that he have said, has said about it, it's, he sounded different than many of these other guys have, right? Like, he sounded like, he's like, well, we just gotta, he's, he sounded more of like, he always talks about us and not me. A lot of these other guys always talk about, well, we'll see where I am, or we'll see what, you know, you know, just making it seem more like a discussion with the team. Where it's more like Giannis was more like, you know, how can we move past this? It seems more like he's more leaning towards staying. But again, we've seen this a hundred times, and we always know how this always ends. 
It never ends well. <laughs> yeah, I'm so gun shy after Aldridge spent his last year saying he wants to be the best blazer of all time. Like, yeah, and then and then turned right. But you but you know what was different midway through that season, his tone changed. Like he wasn't a saying that bit. anymore. Yeah, like a, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Definitely in the playoffs that year, his tone changed. Like, they lost the game one of the playoffs, and LaMarcus is like, screw this, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, it, Giannis is the elephant in the room, but if you're going to try and keep that team together, which I think they should, then, I mean, you're, you're right. The, the, the answer is trading Middleton. That's the answer. But I don't know that you can, because I don't know where that gets you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a Middleton, I, I, as a Portland fan, a Middleton for CJ trade makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways because Portland needs. Yeah, but so- does that make them better though? Does that make does that make them better? I don't know, uh, honestly, but it maybe like if it's CJ and something, right? Because Middleton's like thirty three million, CJ's like twenty nine, so like, yeah, you know, maybe CJ and Zach Collins or something like that. Or, or CJ yeah. and Nasir Little or something. CJ and Amphrey Simons. I don't know if maybe that makes sense. Uh, Portland might want something back in return for that. I don't know. I don't know what the value is on I those get, guys. Yeah, I think what I think what I think happens in that situation is they ask for CJ and Gary Trent and Portland hangs up. That's what I think happens. Yeah, yeah, because Gary, because I, I think, I think Gary Trent is Portland's new Batum. I don't think, I don't think Gary Trent is someone Portland is. <laughs> I don't think they would trade him. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they, I don't think they would trade him. And I think Milwaukee would ask for him because yeah. they know Here's, that they don't want to trade. Milwaukee him. would say we want Gary Trent. Portland would say, okay, well then you throw in Giannis and we'll be and we'll we'll call it a game. So. <laughs> that's reasonable. I think that's how that conversation would go. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, yeah. So Milwaukee—that's that's the thing—is—is is, uh, can you you know you have that candid conversation with Giannis? Can you somehow manufacture more shooting without anything? And maybe you go out with the mid level and you chase after some sort of lower tier free agent that can shoot. You know, that's very pot. That's also something they could very well do. You know, but uh, yeah, I think y- what you end up seeing them do it is some 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 variable of that. Oh yeah, you know, trying to retool with the mid level the best they can, and maybe. Upgrade like they they play a lot of uh Divincenzo. How do you say that guy's name? Dante Divincenzo. Divincenzo. Yeah. yeah. They play a, a lot of him. Like I, <laughs> I would love to see that spot upgraded. <laughs> it's a lot of him on that on that team. I remember watching them when they lost to, to the Heat, and I was like, "Whew, that guy's getting a lot of minutes, man." <laughs> <laughs> getting a lot of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um but you you, you got to think there's guys out there. I I don't know. I don't know who they could grab but like now nah, that Joe Harris would. But like Tyler Johnson is a guy that he's a free agent. He can yeah. shoot and he's probably available for the mid-level. Um you know, there there's guys out there. So that might be what they do. That might be their version of treading water is is just bringing in kind of a low-price shooter that they can just kind of incorporate into the lineup and hope that that helps space and hope that 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 helps. But it sure seems like a problem there. Um, it, it, and I, then the other thing is, the other question is, is, is Budnels are the right guy to take this team to the next level? Because he yeah. sure has a fantastic record of regular season wins and getting to the second round of the playoffs. But he, his, his, his record beyond that is not great, regardless of whether or not he's been in Milwaukee or Atlanta. So they got to ask the question if he is the right guy or if they need to move on to somebody else. Now, I don't know who else is out there, but what do you think about Budenholzer? Yeah, if they, it seems like if they're gonna do anything, that might be the move. 
Yeah. Is to try and, and to try and move him. Um, don't know that he, that's the answer, but I mean, I could see that being you know the fix that they try. Sure. Um, he um, I think he's a fine coach. I think he's fine. I think he's good. I don't know that he's the if he's a a you know NBA Finals winning coach, but you know I would have said the same about Ty Lue. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Like, who knows? You know, like so. Maybe they maybe they sign Ty Lue. Maybe maybe that's maybe they do something like that. Somebody who's been there before and dealt with a a a, a big star before. I don't know. Maybe that's what they do. It's 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 a hard thing to know what the Bucks should do in this situation. But those are definitely the three questions they need to ask themselves going in. They've got back to back MVP on a team that's honestly honestly, if we're being candid, just not good enough. Just not good. It's enough. a tough spot to be in. It's a it's a tough spot to be in. We've seen this multiple many times before. Of guys the lebron in cleveland like what do you do like if you if you, lebron stays in cleveland what do you do to make that team a title team i'm talking about before he went to miami it's like nothing like there's really not anything that you could do yeah i i don't know i don't know what the you team, do <laughs> like the team's just not good enough as it constructed and it sucks because the, 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 like like that Cavs team is kind of very similar to that Cavs team. This team is better than that Cavs team was though. Like, yeah, yeah. There's that better Cavs players team LeBron him. had around him was was awful. Yeah, even but Robin Lopez, One, even Robin or um Brook, even Brook Lopez is better than anyone else on that Cavs team. Yeah, Brook Lopez would be the best player LeBron had on that team that yeah. lost in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like you know you just like you you. You, you you just take a step back and you're just like, why would they stay there outside of loyalty to the team? And it, it's it, it it just sucks because you don't want it to be that way, but it kind of is, right? Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It's tough. So I uh, so that that's the he, thing with the I Bucks. hope he stays. Yeah, I hope he stays too. It's, I think it's better for the league if he stays. So I think so too. Um, unless he goes to like Memphis or something, which would be fun, but <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the but problem. That's like if he yeah. leaves, he's, you know where he's going. Yeah. He's going to yeah. LA, LA or, or he's York. going to like Dallas or something like that. He's going to like Miami. one of the same, like eight teams, right? Oh, wa- oh watch him get traded to Miami. Oh man. <laughs> the Pacers. How much sense does he make on the Pacers? That'd it be a blast. All the sense in the world. Yeah. That'd be a blast, but he'd never do that. It would never happen. Nope. Uh, so let's let's move Not to the, Toronto uh, because that Washington? that's the other team. Giannis and Washington. How much does oh. that make? Oh, that'd it's be a ton of fun. Anyway. That'd be a ton of fun. To have him in DC. Him and Beal would. Him anyway. and Beal could play great together. They'd work great. Beal is who they need in Milwaukee. Yeah, Beal, <laughs> Beal should go to Milwaukee. That, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think Washington wants to trade Beal. Like, I just they're I, not going to trade they, Beal. If they wanted to trade him, they would have done it by now. I think. So. Yeah, if, if if they were going to trade Beal, they would have traded Beal two years ago. Yeah. Um. So Toronto, uh, they kind of went a little further than I think a lot of people thought they would go. Uh, considering yeah. they lost Kawhi. Uh, that Pascal Siakam contract looks like a steal at this point. Thirty-five million in today's market in twenty twenty-three. That seems like a pretty good. That's going to look pretty good when other guys are making fifty million that year. So yeah, and he's still yeah, he's still like what was he eighteen, nineteen? How old's that kid? I think he's, he's fourteen. Still, Isn't he still fourteen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still he's still going up the hill, and he's already elite. Yeah, so that's he's phenomenal. still he's twenty he's twenty six. That's honestly older than I thought. 
but yeah. still, that's still super young. Uh, they got OG and Anobi on two more years of, of of a rookie deal, which is nice because he's a really really great piece for them. Uh, he's he's definitely yeah. their untouchable player. Like people are calling, hey, what what, what do you what do you want for Anunobi? And, and Masai yeah. just hangs up. He's their Batum. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They, they've got decisions to make about Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet. Those are definitely the the names that they need to come up with because they're all free agents. Kyle Lowry's got one year, yeah. thirty million. That might be a trade chip where they might try to work an extension. I don't know what they'll do with Kyle Lowry. Yep. Uh, but they right now, they've got really a clean book. They've only got $85 million in contracts on the book. 29 of that is Pascal Siakam, 10 million in Norm Van Powell, 30 of it in Kyle Lowry. They, this team is going to look different next year. It's just a matter of yeah. how different and what pieces are going to be um, returned and what pieces are going to be filled in. But besides got some work to do. What do you, what do you see Toronto doing this off season? If I had, my guess is, Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol signed somewhere else. Yeah, and I think they, I think they, I think they back up a big a Brinks truck for Fred VanVleet. You think so? You because I think so that's the, because that's the one the reason, everyone is going to try and outbid them on. <laughs> yeah, and I think what's going to happen is they're going to say, you know, Lowry is, you know, his contract's up next year. Lowry's, you know, he's no longer a young guy; he's an older guy now, and Fred VanVleet takes his spot next year and you move forward with Van Vliet and Siakam and fill in around. You got Van Vliet, Siakam and OG Ananobi and that's your future going forward. Yeah. Do you think you, uh, do you think, so Kyle Lowry, he's 34, I think. Do you think they move him? Do you think he has a trade market on one year, 30 million? Yeah. I mean, he makes a ton of sense for, for, Sixers. There's a lot of teams that make a lot of sense there. I guess they could do like Lowry and um, you know, for Horford and something. They could do something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know that if you're Toronto, you want to take on the money though. Yeah, you, you got probably such a don't. Clean Masai, book. Yeah, Masai probably doesn't want to do that unless they get somebody like Matisse Tibble or so, like an asset to go with it. They'd um, have to get an asset. Case, yeah. In which case, I think they would do it. I don't know that Philly would do that though at that point. So. Uh, of course, you know, this the is problem with Philly. The problem with Philly is, though, that, like, they've got to do something. Like, they've got a window. Like, they've got to they, – they, it's, it's not like they need to be planning for two, three years down the line. Like, their cap is a mess. It's never going to get better while, <laughs> while these guys are there. So you might as well do what you can to try to make yourself, you know, more competitive. They need a point guard. True. That's what they yeah. need. Is there – They is there, need a point guard. Is there any world where – um? Where Masai gets Ben Simmons out of Philly in some sort of deal, that I think that Siakam. world exists. Yeah, I I think that world does. exists. And I maybe really honestly do. Maybe that's the Ananobi trade. Like maybe that's what. Maybe that's the piece that that gets included that makes Philly go. Okay, we get Kyle Lowry. We get Ananobi. This team looks different. Lowry and Lowry and Ananobi for Ben Simmons. That's that really makes sense. It makes really does. And I, both I don't think Philly would do that. I really don't think Philly would do it. And maybe they should. I think they're. Co- <laughs> I think they should. I, they should at least have a meeting. Yeah. Because then you've got a starting five of Kyle Lowry, uh, Josh Richardson, Ananobi, uh, Embiid, and I, I guess Tobias Harris plays the four in that situation, but. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's I was a pretty thinking, good lineup. I was thinking. I was just. I was just thinking. Like, would would Masai trade for uh, Tobias Harris? And I was like, no, Masai would never do that. Masai's way too smart to do that. 
Yeah, but I think in that situation, Philly is basically replacing a non-shooter with two shooters. And that, yeah, that's, it, that makes that's sense. That's what they need. Philly needs that and a point guard because Kyle Lowry's a legit point guard. So, And then you're looking and then Phil and then Toronto's moving forward with Fred Van Vliet, Siakam and Ben Simmons. Yeah, which is a great trio. That, that's a great trio. To, and they probably in that situation, they probably I kind of think they're going to be able to work something out with Marcus Gasol. I kind of think because Marcus Gasol's not getting 30 million a year, so they don't need to worry about that. No, I think I think he no, might sign no, no, no. You know, maybe a Brooke Lopez three-year, thirty-six million or something like that makes sense. Mark Gasol seems like a a two-year, twenty million, twenty-five million dollar contract. Something in like Dallas that. Yeah. To happen in Dallas. I feel, I, <laughs> maybe, yeah. but that he seems might, like he might, to happen. He might like Toronto. You know what I mean? It's it's very possible he might like Toronto. They might like him back. I he, I think he's going to be harder to replace at the price point than uh you know than it would be to just bring him back. You know what I mean? He's definitely gonna take yeah, he's definitely taking a pay cut. And that's that that benefits Toronto. It does. Especially if he likes their he won a title there. He's probably got all his shoes there. He doesn't want to move. Yeah, you don't want to move the shoes. Don't want to move the shoes. That's the thing. Yeah, good bagels in Toronto. It's close to New York. They got his bagels. They got his wine. Can't you know, they 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 make sure and got all his wine there. Did you know that CJ McCollum is a is an avid wine drinker? I did not know that. Oh, I know. I know that. What you, did you forget who you were talking about too? Like what? what? <laughs> I think he just started a winery. Oh my god! This or is bought incredible. one or something. This is yeah. this, this is the dream. This is the dream. It's phenomenal. <laughs> CJ Wine. That's right. Because I, I saw the reason I knew that is because whenever uh, the Clippers lost, and we're gonna get to the Clippers. Whenever yes. the Clippers lost, we um, I saw like a, a video of him just. Op- popping open a bottle of wine and talking crap all over Twitter. I was like, this is this is better than winning a title. Like this is incredible. <laughs> so the yeah, let, let's talk Clippers. because uh, I, I think we've said everything we need to say about Toronto. Um that they, they're yeah. they're so well run, they'll figure something out, but it's interesting how many different directions they could go this offseason. So Yeah. Uh the Clippers lost and then paul george said we weren't really trying to win a title anyway so that's, yeah that's a like thing. you do but, yeah because that's what that, that happened i want i want it, I, paul, paul george needs two guys <laughs> no he doesn't i'm declining to i'm declining him as a client i don't it's, want paul george it's the easiest advice ever and it's just paul stick to preloaded responses right if you lose a game because somebody shot a great shot in your face Say, obviously, we're not happy with the result. Congratulations, Damian Lillard and the Portland Trail Blizzards. Hopefully, we'll see him in the playoffs next year. Like, that's all you say, right? It's my fa- No, it's become you my don't come favorite out and say yearly that was tradition. a bad shot. Yeah, right? This I, year? It's my favorite yearly tradition now. It's Paul George making up a terrible <laughs> excuse or making a terrible response for why his team loses a heartbreaking game in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's a tradition like no other. Yeah, it, <laughs> He's it, done it, it every year, like the past three seasons. It's clearly what's happening. And he, this year, you know, that, that's what happened. They, they asked him about the loss, and he's like, well, you know, this wasn't really a winner, winner nothing season anyway. Like, like this team screams winner nothing. All or, That's what this team screams. Yeah. They don't have a first round pick until I retire. Like, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Don't, it's like don't you don't say trade that, Paul, five first round picks for yeah. a guy on a two year deal. For it to not be a win now situation, like yeah, yeah, it's win now, Paul. It's win now, Paul. So you lost. Come out and be like, all you say, 
I'm obviously we're disappointed with the result. Congratulations to the Nuggets. I hope I see them in the playoffs again next year. That's it. That's all you say. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and if they say, was this a win now season? You say every season's a win now season. Like, that's yeah. it. That's all you Why say. Why is that not the answer? Yeah. Every season's a win now season. I, I, I want to give him a sheet of paper with these responses and say, this is it. This is it, Paul. All you say. <laughs> I, I don't know why this is so hard for some players. Like, like just treat the oh media, treat the media like with kid gloves. Like, t- treat them like they are going to twist and turn everything you say, and like the fans are going to hate you because that's what happens. Like, that's the only person who can speak their mind to the media and come off lovable is Marshawn Lynch. Nobody else can do it. That that's the way it goes. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is the best interview. He's a treasure. Sports. He's a treasure. I love I love Marshawn Lynch so much. I love you never know what he's gonna say. He might go on and on about Skittles. You never know what he's gonna say. Yeah. I love it. He I might just Marshawn break Lynch. into a whole thing about Skittles for, for yeah. 15 minutes. You don't know. He's brilliant. And 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 that's the thing. He's doing it so deliberately. It's it, it's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, and people I've heard people say stuff like, you know, he's so he seems so stupid. I was like, no, what y'all don't get is that he's really smart. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you don't get it. Yeah, he is this is very deliberate. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. This is very deliberate and this is very high level social commentary. Like it's it's there. You just gotta look at it. But yeah. Yeah. But the Clippers, um, you know, they're, they're win now. They've got decisions to make on Marcus Morris, Montrezl Harrell. Uh, Harrell's the big convers- the big conversation because he just won sixth man of the year, and he's coming off $6 million. He wants to get paid. Uh, Clippers have enough money him. to pay him. But, yeah, that that's what you say. You say pay him? Yeah, I mean, look, what else are you going to do? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> like, yes, pay they've him. Got, they've got $114 million on the books, so they don't have a ton of money to go out and sign somebody else. So, They're not getting yeah, anyone they gotta bring that back can replace guys. him. Yeah, you have to pay him. Um, now, if they wanted to let Marcus Morris go, you could probably replace him at a mid-level. That's probably fine. Um, yeah, but One more year of Lou Williams. Why is Lou Williams only making $8 million? That seems like a Oh, I remember that deal like a year or two ago, and people were like, wow, that's a steal for Lou Williams. So, Yeah, he should be making way more than that. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't Fire know your how agent, they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the Clippers improve. <laughs> I don't know how they add talent because anyone you trade is going to hurt your team, right? The only guys with trade value on this team are Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So anyone you trade, yeah, I, I guess. So the question, Janet, yeah, so but he only makes two million. You just asked the question: Do you trade Paul George? You're not trading Kawhi. That's not. That's off the table. Yeah. That's Do you off trade the table. Paul George? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I'm. I at least have like my answering machine on. Like I'm listening to offers, right? I and 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 here's why cuz the worst thing you can do as a team is fall into the sunken cost fallacy, right? We saw Arizona yeah. askew that yep. and draft Kyler Murray a year after drafting Josh Rosen, a year after trading up to draft to draft Josh Rosen. That was the right decision. And we said things about it at the time that this is weird and you should give Rosen a chance, but it turned out to be the right decision and it's a good reminder that just because you've invested in something already doesn't mean you shouldn't abandon it when you think it's not working. And if you can get yeah. a couple good pieces that fit well along Kawhi and won't whine throughout the playoffs, I mean, you listen to that, right? And you just, I know you five picks. I know it's huge. You're not going to recoup that, but you have to move forward. And you have, you have to win a title next year because Kawhi is at least eyeing the door. Oh, eyeing it. 
Oh, Kawhi has already emailed HR for what his code is for the door. <laughs> he hasn't opened the door yet, but he's got his punch code. He wants to know what it, he's he's making sure that it's that 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 is his key card is updated. Make, like, I was, making I sure his make key sure. card works. Yeah, yeah. Just he's checking got in. Yeah. But the problem is, it, it's a twofold thing, right? Because Kawhi, you know, the rumors since he was with, since he was in San Antonio. The rumors have been Kawhi wants to be in LA, right? Yeah. It's like, yep. and, and everyone thought like the Lakers or the Clippers, like it's inevitable he's going to end up in one of those spots. So after one year of it not going well, do you think he just abandons what he's wanted his entire career? I don't know that that's the case. I think that he probably would want to stay there, but you, I, but but again, I don't think that he's like so sold that he'll stay there if it's a mess. You know what I mean? And and, and let me. Let me just let me just throw a number at you, okay? All right. Um, forty-one million dollars and thirty-seven years old, okay? So LeBron James, after next year, has a forty-one million dollar player option. He'll be thirty-seven years old. Mm. So, I, I, if LeBron retires after next year. And Kawhi wants to stay in LA, and mm. the Lakers are able to like bring this. back and the Lakers are able to bring back Anthony Davis. The Lakers don't have mm. any other money on the books, right? So they'll have Anthony Davis, oh. whatever else the Lakers do, and LeBron retired, and they could say, "Hey, you've been uh, you know stuck with them Clippers for a couple years now. Why don't you come over here to the big boys? Come and play with the Lakers. Yeah, why don't you just come, come across franchise. the hall? Yeah, you wanted to be here anyway." Like I, I, I think there's a world where that happens. If LeBron retires, I, I don't think, think Kawhi goes no, and no, no. joins LeBron. Not only do I think that that is possible, I think that that is exactly what happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> LeBron and LeBron might I pick up that is. 41 million and play two more years. Like it's very possible LeBron does that. But so I, LeBron's 41 mil is after next season. After next season, so he's on the books for 39 million next season, and then and then a player option for 41 the following year. And he'll be 37 that year, I think. 37. I think he. I think LeBron picks that up. Uh, he probably will. He'll probably Le play two I think more Le years. I think LeBron. I think he plays two more years. Yeah. Maybe I. I wonder. He's still then good. If, if I mean, like he's still like as, as long as he wants to. I mean, he's, oh, he's still great. in yeah. good physical shape. He's great. I. I just wonder. Um. And then you know Kawhi. He's got that player option that same year. I wonder if he's watching LeBron. Like if LeBron picks that up, does Kawhi pick his up up the the, the next day? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's very. I, I think we know that Kawhi wants to be there in LA, and I, I still, I still think that the Clippers are. It's it's weird. He signed a two year deal. It's just it's weird. Yep. Yeah. If he really wanted to be I there, I feel like if, if he was committed, he would have signed that five time. year or four years. You know, whatever he could have signed, hundred eighty million dollars or whatever. He didn't sign that. Nope. And you know that was on the table. Oh, absolutely. The Clippers would have given him whatever contract he wanted. Like, there was no... Yeah. <laughs> and he purposely didn't sign it. So the question then is why? And yeah. I think it's because, you know, he was measuring it of, you know, keeping that leverage thing. It's kind of the thing I hate about, you know, the the, the, you know, the culture of the league now where it's like everyone hedges. It makes sense. But yeah, it, it, makes it just sense. makes it hard to... To be, like we we criticized LeBron for doing this. Remember in Cleveland, he would always sign those one year option deals. Yeah, or whatever. I hate it. And I it hate just, it. It, it just it <laughs> makes it hard to build your team that way. 
Yeah. With, and, you, and, just, you never know where your guy's going to be the next year. Yep. And it, again, it makes sense to do it from a player perspective, from a business perspective. It you does. keep getting more money, you keep doing, you know, but it, it does. It makes it hard to build a team and it makes it hard from a fan base perspective to get behind your players. Like it makes it really hard right. to be like, if I'm a Clippers fan right now, like it's really hard to be like, yeah, Kawhi out, outside of just rooting for him to win that game. You know, like, like it'd be hard for me to like buy a Kawhi jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. The guy's on a two year deal, and it's very likely he'll be a Laker in two years. So like, yeah, yeah. And then I probably <laughs> hate him. So like, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Pro- oh my god, you want to talk about some hatred? Let Kawhi go to the Lakers and win a title. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Clippers over there with no picks, being like, just sad, just looking sad. Oh, God, this seems like what's going to happen, isn't it? Oh, poor Clippers. I, I mean, you I, know what? No, shoot your shot. The Clippers. Shoot, shoot your shot, Clips. You know what I mean? You do you. <laughs> I'm t- look, there is, no, there is nothing that can, re- that can duplicate drafting well, coaching, and just being consistently good at your job. It just, you know, you can sign all the free agents you want. There's nothing that can replace that prize. Look at Miami. Look at Miami. And now Miami has, hasn't, they, they've drafted well. They've also, like, done a really good job with reclamation projects. Um, they're yeah. just so well coached. Yeah, they're just and so they're well so coached. And they're so well coached. The thing is, they don't reach. They just never reach. They, they try to identify steals. They saw Jimmy Butler, and they saw a guy, like, this guy wants to win. He's a bit of a pain in the butt. It's like, but hey, we just had freaking... Dwayne Wade and LeBron for five years. Like, like, like we could deal with, with you know, distractions. Like, and, we're good. Well, and, and let's, let's look at Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's problems was he didn't get along with Derrick Rose, right? Yep. Then he went to Minnesota and questioned the work ethic of Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Yep. Then he went to Philly and thought there was too much drama in the locker room with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Do you ever hear his story I mean, about when he knew it was, whenever he, he knew it was time to leave, uh, to leave Philly, he, t- he told a story to J- to JJ Redick about how he ca- uh, uh, Brown called a-, a meeting with him, JJ, Ben, and Joel, and they were going over film. And uh, Jimmy says he was sitting there and he was watching the film session with the coach and with everyone, and he would see time after time after time missed assignments or incorrect play from the guys in the room. And the coaches didn't say anything. Like the oh. coaches wasn't calling anyone out. They said they weren't even calling him out for mistakes he made. Like they were okay. just kind of like glossing over it. And Jimmy was like, that's not how you win. Yeah. It's yeah. like you have to, you, everyone in this room has to hold each other accountable. It's like if we don't, no one's ever going to get better. And that's when Jimmy was like, I got to get out of here. Like yeah. this ain't it. That's the thing. Like, and Jimmy- I was like, Jimmy's a jerk, right? But Jimmy's not wrong. Yeah, he's listen. He's an asshole. Like no one's arguing he's not an asshole. <laughs> but I don't think he's. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's like a locker room cancer. You know what I mean? Like I think. I don't just, think so. I really yeah, don't. Yeah. I think he just needs to be in the right culture. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, like listen, Jimmy Butler is a certified asshole. Yeah. On the scale from like Terrell Owens' pain in the butt to like Randy Moss' pain in the butt, he's like a solid Tom Brady. It's a difference. That's what I think. Yeah, it's a it's a solid Tom Brady. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a difference between like being a bad guy and just being you know, or, or being like an uncoachable hard guy and just being a hard guy to 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 like to satisfy. 
Like, I think Jordan was kind of like that. Like, Jordan was an asshole, like, but Jordan was right most of the time. Yep. Right? Like, Jordan, like, like that's the, the difference is just like, like, is it there, the difference between Jordan and Iverson? Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, like, like Iverson, like, you, you can be, like, just a cancer in the locker room and bad, a bad leader for your team. And you can be kind of a jerk and still, like, your leadership style is, like, of you being a jerk. But you're still, like, effective and you're leading your team to try and be better as opposed to just being a terrible person in the locker room, right? Exactly. Like, I think there's a yeah. difference. Exactly. Like, Iverson can't be a jerk and downgrade practice. Like, you can't do that. Right. And, and be exactly. a leader and be a champ. I mean, and, and that's, that. you know, we're crapping on Iverson. That's, the, you know, Iverson's a very complex person in general, but. Right. Um, but he was, but like, the, what, but the, Jim, the Jimmy's not showing up late. To, he's not showing up late to practice. He's not missing, missing film sessions. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not doing stuff like hard. that, right? Yeah. He's working right. very hard. He's working. He's just like he's just everything that he's doing in it as uh, being a jerk is in an effort to try to make the team better. Exactly. As opposed to him just being a jerk. And that's 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 the difference. So that's what makes Jimmy Butler more endearing. <laughs> he's funny. I love Jimmy Butler. I, yeah, I, I, I love it. I remember whenever he was in Minnesota, I kind of took the other guy's side. But now I having have him left and have him seen those guys, they're just not getting better. Like none of those guys are. Yeah, like and it's like that. Too. And it's definitely we're in what of year are we in of cat now? Said. We're in like yeah. year five. We're in like year five of cat now. It's like where is the big cat jump that we've all been waiting for? Like it just hasn't come. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, year five. I think going into year six. Yeah, I and and yeah, it's he like, puts up great numbers, yeah. but that team has not turned into. That's speaking of of team that needs to make changes, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with those guys, but I, you know, it does seem like Jimmy was right in that situation, and it seems like Jimmy knows what it takes to win, and and part of it is just his history of having to scrap and claw and work harder than everyone else to get to where he was. Um, probably just yeah. give, probably just leaves him with very little patience for those that don't work for, hard. Yeah, it's the that's that it's that Kobe gene. That yeah. was Kobe's whole thing. Yeah, that was the thing that Kobe Co- hated about Shaq. Like, like Kobe was about there. everyone that he ever played. Yeah. That's why he hated Andrew Bynum. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why are you not in the gym at six in the morning? Like, <laughs> it's like, that, that, it's like there know? is no reason that you like, like, listen, like I live out here at LA too. There is no reason that you aren't in the gym every day. Not a single yeah. reason that you aren't. Yeah, it's like this and we show job. and I show up to camp and you're twenty pounds overweight. I'm mad now because I know you were here all summer. <laughs> and i know you weren't in the gym because i was there every day <laughs> yep yeah and it makes sense it makes sense and kobe kobe was an asshole too right but <laughs> yeah but kobe he was uh, an asshole absolutely yeah. but he uh you know he chris paul is that way he's kind of an asshole but he, he counts on people to work hard and show up like that's the thing yeah but i want yeah they just they want to hold people accountable and it's just like there's a certain breed, I hate using the word millennial, but there's a certain, a newer breed or a newer style of player that bristle at that type of leadership in a way. Cat, I think Carl Anthony Towns, the guy he needs was Jimmy Butler. That's who he needs. He needs a guy like that on his team. Someone that'll stay on his ass whenever he slacks off. Yeah, and That's if you embrace needs. that, if you embrace that, then I think it can work for you. Now, I, you know, obviously, I'll talk bo- out both sides of my mouth here a little bit because obviously, you know, you do need to take into consideration the right approach. But sometimes the right approach is to anger someone for a little while or make someone feel, you know, upset for a little while to get them out of what they're doing. You know what I mean? But 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's would, it's, it's interesting, but I'm rooting for. Uh, that's a lot to say for us to just say we're rooting for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're not even th- supposed to be talking about Miami. But I, I will know, say, right? if I'm Minnesota, another team we're not supposed to be talking about, um, I would trade Carl Anthony Towns. So would that's I. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, so would I. And and because D'Angelo Russell doesn't fix your problems, man. Like I'm just saying, no, does not fix the problem at all. Exasperates it in many ways, honestly. Yeah, I I he, I. He, I he, I trade Carl Anthony Towns for everything because you can get everything for him. And you'll get everything. Yeah. Any t- any of these young teams that are going away, Detroit would give you everything they have for Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. Or I feel like like every team, a lot of these teams would give you everything they have. Yeah. And you might could even move for D'Angelo Carl- Russell too. Like that's a lot of money, but somebody might bite on that and then just go forward, you know, take all those assets you get and go forward with Jared Culver and Josh Koji and and just move and forward. Just start over. Way. Yep, start over. Again. Just start over. Because perpetual it, rebuild. And, and the thing is, you say to, to Minnesota, well, you can't gut it, you know, because you've got this player and all that. And I'm like, you're losing now. Like, it, it, starting over, what, right, you drop the, 10 more games it's not like the playoffs? Yeah, What's it's, happening? Yeah, it's not like a situation like Portland, right? Or like Portland, like, you're making the first, second round conference finals like every year you're competing every year it's yeah. hard to throw that away with a with a team that you love that you're competing with every year even though it's probably likely you never get all the way over the hump if yeah. portland was lose was winning 25 30 games every year and never making the playoffs blow that up like what are you doing yeah like, yeah like, <laughs> that's the thing a, a team a, t- a team you're holding on to that isn't winning right now like don't don't hold on to that blow it up and move right. forward. Like, and the thing about it is, like, what's going to change? Like, what do you – is there going to come a day where Carl Anthony – it just clicks and his team starts winning with him? Maybe. But maybe. we're on year – it's been five years. Yeah, and I don't think Carl How Anthony How long are you Towns, waiting for that to happen? Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be the guy who does it. I think it's going to be because D'Angelo Russell was there or because some other – I don't necessarily think it's D'Angelo Russell, but I, it's going to be Jimmy another Butler. player brings in – Jimmy Butler, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's going to be that kind of a situation. So, but yeah, I, I absolutely move Carl Anthony Towns. They won 19 games last year. Like, it's just. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Every year people predict Minnesota's going to make the play. This is going to be the year Minnesota makes the playoffs because Carl Anthony Towns, and this is the way they're going to do it. And then they win 20 games. Like, that's just the way it goes. And it needs to stop. The way they it's need been. To stop with that. So yeah. now that we talked that's about a, two teams, way, not that's on our way list. too much. That's way too much Minnesota talk. <laughs> <laughs> Houston, so yeah, Houston is a good thing because they already fired their coach, right? Yep. No, no, they didn't fire him. His contract was up, and he announced he wasn't returning. That's right. That's right. So they've already moved on from their coach. So they've got yeah. good pieces. They've, they've got Robert Covington, Eric Gordon, James Harden, Russell Westbrook are all locked in. PJ Tucker, they got one more year. Daniel House or Dan Well. As uh, as you and Paul <laughs> like to say, uh, da- Daniel House, two more years, three point seven, three point eight million. Um, so th- they, you know, one hundred twenty nine million dollars on the books tied up really in those players. Uh, not really a lot of money to go and get something. Daryl Morey can always be pretty uh creative in finding ways to bring in more talent, but uh, I I kind of feel like they're stuck. I don't know what they do. What do you do if you're yeah. Houston? I don't know what you do. I think I think this just is what you have. And I yeah. think it's 
it sucks. It's not I guess good, you call around but... to see if you can move Westbrook, but that seems like something that people would yeah, want but... assets for taking on. It doesn't Who's seem like trading something for yet. Westbrook. Like... That's the thing. I don't think anyone would give up assets for Russell Westbrook at this point. I think they'd be because of the money. Because you've got three, you know, yeah. three years and over forty, like forty-seven million in twenty-two, twenty-three. That's his player option. He's definitely picking that up. So you know it's what a I lot think. You know you. You know what seems like an inevitable to me? Russell, Russell Westbrook and the Knicks. Yeah. I, I, you know, you always call the Knicks. You know what I mean? You always call them. <laughs> you call. Yeah. Can't you they, see, like, Russell Westbrook? Like, because the Knicks are in such a weird spot where it's like, if they were smart, they would just commit commit to rj barrett and commit to the long hard road of rebuilding but yep. we know that's not what the knicks are gonna do nope like this has never been <laughs> never been what they it's never been what they've done yeah they're, I, they're not that's not what they're gonna do so i feel like uh, a julius randall taj gibson alfred payton trade for russell westbrook is is it's definitely not off the table I think there's something. I think because the Knicks, they want they they love splashy. Yeah. They love you know they love you know superstars past their prime. That's 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 the that's the Knicks. That's their sweet spot. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just it seems like, and you could you could sell Knicks fans on. I think I, I think at this point you're never selling Knicks fans on winning a title. I think Knicks Knicks fans are smart enough to know that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> but I do I, think. I do think you could tell them on a, a reclamation project of Russell Westbrook. He sells tickets. He's definitely going to be the biggest draw they've had since Carmelo was there. And, and they the might make the is, playoffs. You, you know, they might make the playoffs sure. with that. Yeah, with, with, uh, with sure. Westbrook there. Westbrook, Barrett, little Frankie, Frankie the Frenchman rolling around still. Don't they still have him? He's still there, right? He's still there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watch, I don't know. Watch, I, I'm watch just Houston thinking... somehow. Yeah, watch Houston somehow get Mitchell Robinson out of that deal, and we're all just angry. Oh my god! <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's the problem with the Knicks is that they'll they will definitely not do that trade right. Yeah, <laughs> they'll right? trade RJ Barrett. Yeah, because like 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 Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington, like those guys, you can make up the money that way, and you can actually kind of get me on board with that. Like like oh okay, all right, that's fine for both teams, right? But. But yeah, if they throw in Mitchell Robinson or uh, or RJ Barrett, it'd be like you'd be like, "Oh, Knicks, what are you doing? That's the worst thing you possibly." Yeah, or um, uh, oh my God, what's my guy's name? Let me pull up maybe, the Knicks roster. Maybe Knicks even have... Kevin Knox. Like I, I'm not Kevin Knox. That's my guy. Yeah. I would not trade Kevin Knox. Yeah, Kevin I... Knox seems absolutely like the kind of guy at the end of your bench that you want in a in a tough playoff series. Come in, give you some good minutes. But that, but that's definitely the kind of player they would trade for Russell Westbrook because something like that. Yeah, and and the Rockets would be like, oh, just to throw in Kevin Knox. They'd be like, well, we're we're, we've already started this trade conversation. We might as well just keep just continue it. So yeah, it's like I don't want to start over. Like, just put him in. Just fine. Just put him in. Yeah, that might happen. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't bet against it. It's the Knicks. This might happen. And and Houston, you know, they've got a lot of open roster spots going into the offseason. So like a four for one deal, like isn't it's really not off the off the table. And that yeah, might because make Houston like, better. The, the, it may. Houston needs the, the problem with Houston is that 
I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to turn this into the James Harden the beat, beating up James Harden hour. But James Harden is their team, right? He is. He absolutely is. That he's he is their franchise of the moment, and you just you have to figure out what does it take to put a winning team around James Harden. And James Harden plays a specific style of basketball where he's going to dominate the ball. He's gonna dribble. He's gonna dribble twenty times a possession. He's going to eat up clock. He's going to try and get fouls. He's going to shoot step back terrible threes. Like, that's just what he is, right? Like, at this point in his career, you're not changing him. You just got to put the team around him that's going to complement that. That ain't Russell Westbrook. Like, the, because Russell no. Westbrook is essentially the same player. <laughs> yeah, and Westbrook was really all about, wasn't Westbrook all about getting Chris Paul out of the building? Yeah, they just, yeah, they just, they did, they want, because for whatever reason, I still think there's a 30, 30, 30 for 30 to be had there. For whatever reason, Chris yep. Paul and James Harden hate each other. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were, they went, they went from doing State Farm commercials together to this guy, you got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what fast. happened. It turned fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But and Russell so Westbrook I, was literally the only contract they could have traded Chris Paul for. So I, I, yeah. I think that's I think that's absolutely the reason Russell Westbrook is in Houston. And I think Daryl Morey would move Russell Westbrook like that if he could. It was. Yeah. Your options were Russell Westbrook or John Wall. That's it. Those are the only options yeah. that made sense. And they were like, well, at least Westbrook, at least Westbrook's playing. Yeah. And so they yeah. were and like, that might still be the same option. Might still be the same. Yeah. <laughs> options for him. Those are, and so. They traded for him to get Chris Paul out of there. And now you're stuck in a situation where you have this team that just, this team doesn't make, they went to that small ball lineup, not because they thought it was win, they would win, because they didn't have an option. Like, that was the yeah. only option that they had. Well, they did, I still they don't did, really they know why trade. they traded Compella. Why they trade Compella? Yeah, I don't know why. I guess he was hurt. I guess maybe that's, the, I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me why they traded Capella either, but whatever. Yeah. I think they need a center, personally. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> turn, of course they need a center turns out you need a center so yeah. turns out you still need turns a center out in the league centers so. are useful um <laughs> Tim Capella would make a ton of sense on that team um Ooh, they should call so, Atlanta see what see what the price see is what, see what they're doing <laughs> see if they'll take Westbrook oh my god Westbrook and Trey Young on the same team would be it'd be fun that would be magic <laughs> it'd be magical they would shoot 75 threes a game between those two guys and they'd make they'd make 10 of them <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so, so I don't know what Houston does. Houston is a mess. They're not going to trade Harden. I honestly don't think they're going to trade Westbrook simply because I don't know that anyone trades for Westbrook. Um, that that Knicks deal makes that Knicks deal makes makes a kind of sense. Makes so sense. I, I'm, right, I'm maybe if, I'm wondering if something years, like that. How happens. many years Blake Griffin got left on his deal? Oh, that's a good question. I'll take a look. I think it's one year less than than Russ, if I remember right. Let me take a look. Yeah, one year less than Russ. He's got two years left. That what, might, what, might, a year might and a player there. option. Which might be something out. there. Might yeah, be something, might be something there. Although Maury, Maury might see it the same way he saw John Wall, though, right? He might say, well, this, that, you know, at least Russ is playing. Yeah, like, we, right. need, we need somebody to be playing. And Blake, I, who knows if Blake is going to play again. So, yeah. He sure but he if he does a shell of himself even before he went out last year. But if if Russ doesn't play, are they any worse? Because Russell Westbrook's not been good. <laughs> I mean, you know that that that's a good question. Like, is is twenty games of 
70% Blake Griffin better than 80 games of Russell Westbrook. And that it might be, it might be. The problem with them especially, is, though... Especially if you get something else, too. Because you need... Detroit would have to throw something else in, too. So maybe you get... Maybe you get Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose or something like that. So... Yeah. Boy, Detroit needs to blow it up, don't they? Well, I guess they, they kind of already do blow it up by attrition because they've got guys' money coming off. But Blake Griffin is sure that elephant in the room. They just need to move him. Yeah, I don't... And I don't know how or how that works or what you do. Who's trading for that contract yeah. right now? Yeah. I, I think there's teams that would if they don't have to give up assets for it. You know, like 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 a, a team like Portland should at least be interested. I, I don't know what they could give nah, up to get to that Portland. money nah. to get to that dollar amount. I don't like him. I'm just thinking I'm just thinking of teams that have like a hole at the four, right? Yeah. But you know, they could move like oh yeah, Portland just can't get there from the from a money perspective. Like they just don't have the contracts to get there. <laughs> yeah. Unless they do some sort of sign and trade with Hassan Whiteside, but then you'd have to get Whiteside so, on board with that, and I can't see that happening. We've gone we've gone an hour and we've only got through four teams. So do you want to just That's okay. wrap it up talking Portland? Because Portland is a team yeah, that we, we wanted talk. to talk about. Because me and we you can talk Portland. One of the things that I've one of the biggest stickling points in our in our fandom friendship, I've never been on board the trade cj uh mccullum train i've always said anything that you trade for cj is gonna be it's gonna be a net negative for what cj is for that team right now and for for all these years it's made sense right because cj that team's been competitive they've been right there knocking on the door of the conference finals for years but it 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 just it seems like that that train's run its course doesn't it it's it seems like if you're portland and you're going to try and, and keep Dame and Nurk, the emergence of Gary Trent playing well for you, I, the, the move that makes the most sense for them is to move CJ, right? Yeah, and I, I've always been flip-floppy on CJ, right? Like, I, I've always liked him. I love CJ. Like, that's not, that's not to say I don't like CJ, but uh, CJ and Aldridge used to do this too. CJ can win you a game. Yep, uh, he can in any given moment. He can put a, he can drop he can. forty and, and he can he can score in bunches. But when CJ's shot isn't falling, he doesn't do a whole lot else for you. So he just eats possessions. He doesn't yep. distribute and play make that well. He's not a great defender, although he's gotten better as a defender and he has games where he defends really well. But so and Aldridge used to do that too. Like Aldridge could could win you a game he could go out and he could and he was a little better defender than cj but uh, but aldridge also if his shot wasn't falling it didn't matter what the situation was in the game he could be one of 12 and in the fourth quarter he's still shooting on tight possessions early in the shot clock long twos and missing and cj does it too and it it, it drives you nuts as a fan to watch that um you want him to kind of understand because like when dame's shot isn't falling. Dame is distributing and rebounding and he's getting to the foul line and all those things. CJ doesn't do that. And CJ honestly, isn't that great from the foul line. So it's, that's the thing with CJ. Uh, you get really excited when he does really well. Cause he, because he's an elite scorer. He's a phenomenal scorer, but when he's, when he's down, it gets easy to get down on him. And the thing is, is what can you get for CJ? And if you can get a, a player who gives you 70% of his offense, but adds a more well-rounded defensive aspect to the team, 
then I think that that's a go for you. And if so, it's why I bring up like Chris Middleton a lot. Like if you can bring in a wing with size that plays better on that fits better on that roster, and then you replace CJ with basically Gary Trent and this new wing, I think that's a win for Portland. I think it's Portland. It's something Portland needs to consider. Yeah, the thing is, though, I think if you trade CJ, what you're expecting is that Gary Trent slides into the spot. And what you're looking to do with the CJ spot is to get depth at the wing position, right? So you're, so Trent, you have to assume or ex- expect or hope at this point that Trent is an, is an adequate replacement for CJ. And so then you yeah, look well, at... I, I, I would look at it as a two, a, a twofer, right? So what you're saying is, you know, what what we got from the three spot last year was this hodgepodge of occasionally Trent and Rodney Hood early in the season, then Ariza late, and then sometimes Mello in the bubble and all that. So if you slide Ariza or Mello's production to the four and you just continue playing them at the four next to Nurkic, and then you insert, let's say, Chris Middleton and then Gary Trent, is that better than the threesome that you had at those positions last year? And I think the answer is yes. What is this? So it's, so it's more than does Trent replace CJ? You know what I mean? Yes and no, though. Like, yes, the sum of all of those moves, yes. But you still got to... Re- I, I, I don't like the idea. I, I never liked the idea of saying we're going to replace one of our main guys with three different guys' production. Because no, now no, you're, no, no, no. You're, you're replacing three guys with three guys, right? That's what you're doing. You're replacing the, the trio of McCollum, uh, Collins, and let's say Hood with Trent, um, you know, Mello, Ariza, whoever you want at the four, right? And, and Middleton. Like, that's, that's what you do. You're replacing three with three. So you're getting cj scoring out of the combination of middleton and trent but then you're adding defense on the wing and you're adding size on the wing and you're adding production at the four like that's that's what you're doing yeah yeah i mean yes i agree i just i don't know i just i but we're saying the same thing but we're just kind of looking at it differently yeah, but you need a secondary shot shot creator. That's what you need. You're not wrong there, and I think that's probably what you're saying. Is if you move CJ, you have to replace him with a secondary shot creator, and that needs and that be- and that becomes Middleton. And I think that's fair. And that becomes Middleton. Middleton would be your secondary shot creator, and he's and he's good at in that, that in that, that trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. That becomes Middleton. Um, what is the deal with uh, Mello? Mello resigns, right? Uh, you know, I think Mello goes out and sees what's out there, and then if there's nothing out there, I think he resigns. That's what I think happens. Yeah. But I Love think Portland that. wants him back, and and that feels like two years, twenty million. That's what that feels like to me. The Lakers sure look silly not signing him. Yeah, yeah, he he would look good on the Lakers right now. Although, who knows? You know, who knows what kind Maybe, of situation yeah, that would be? Maybe that's even a worse you know? situation. You get him in that uh, locker room the, with. Dion Waiters. Yeah. Nice. Well, and, 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 you know, Dame <laughs> playing with Dame, I think has helped him. Not just, uh, not, not that like he needed Dame or anything like that. He's coming out with Anthony, but I think that Dame is good at seeing when his teammates are going off and playing well and seeing the strengths. And he, I think Dame supports his teammates in a way that maybe some of the other leaders in the league don't, you know, I think, I think LeBron looks at, the players around him and how can you support my game to help us win? 
which isn't a bad way to look. He's LeBron James, right? But I think Dame more looks at what other players are doing well and tries to fuel that. And I think that helps players feel better about it. I think Dame's one of the best leaders in the game. And yeah, that, I'm a little with, biased. Without but. question. Yeah. A little biased, but you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, the, 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 you know, the elephant in the room for them is Dame. It's not Dame, excuse me, is CJ. And... Whiteside's coming off. I don't off. know what you could do. That that's the thing. Whiteside's yeah. coming off. So I, you know, you could bring those guys back. Uh, but the problem is, like, those guys didn't get it done. And this team, for all intents yeah, and purposes, resign looked worse. The, this team looked worse than it did last year. Um, even, I mean, we never really got a full year, a full time of health because early we were out without Nurk, and then Collins got hurt, then Hood got hurt, and then we brought in Mello, and so we like. But I, this team seems like it's not as good as the team that made the conference finals. Like it, 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 all that it, turnover it, yeah. just didn't equate to anything. Yeah. So, so they got to do something, and I don't know what that is necessarily. I don't know if it's Stotts, and I've always been a, a supporter of Stotts. I don't know if Terry yeah. Stotts is, is is part of the problem or not. I don't know if it's uh, that you got to move CJ. I don't know if it's that you got to look around and see what kind of other shooters you can add. I, I don't know what the problem is. I know they have a glaring hole on the wing and a glaring hole at the four because <laughs> they keep playing twos at the yeah. at the three, and that just yeah. doesn't work. Uh, but they got to do something. And maybe maybe it's Nasir Little. Maybe Nasir Little can take a yeah, step. Yeah, I was just I another guy I wanted to talk about. If he takes a step, maybe that becomes something else. The problem with Portland is, like you said, they got to do something, and I don't know what you do if you don't move CJ. I just don't know what else you did. Yeah, because because so. they don't they don't have they don't have money, right? They got 110 yeah. million tied up into the roster right now, and that's before they take a look at whether or not they re-sign Mello or or Whiteside, uh, Wendy and Gabriel. They got to try and bring back. So I I don't know I don't know what the options are there, but I I can see this being a, a huge off season for them, like massive amounts of moves and making waves, or I could see this being the quietest off season and have the Portland fan base get really loud. <laughs> like uh, the guys, game base has been dying uh, for a big move for a while yeah they've been dying for a big move for a little while and we're watching damian lillard and we're saying damian lillard he's laying it out on the floor every game and he's getting you know he's like 30 now like yeah like, we don't have that many more years of prime damian lillard and so yeah. I, we need they need to do something so i would uh yeah it's that situation where it's kind of like the clipper situation where it's like you're not trading dame so yeah. what else do you have? Like, you, you, there's only so many. You're, you're limited in the number of ways you can improve the team. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. Um, and we've talked about that with a lot of these teams. And I guess it makes sense because, you know, it takes money and takes right. risk to build a playoff team. And these are all playoff teams. So right. we're talking about teams you know, that, that are, you know, in the playoffs competing for a title. Like, you're talking about doldrums of the league like the, the kings or the the hornets or the suns like there's plenty there's plenty of maybe not the suns but like there's plenty of options for what you can do anything yep. you can do anything yep. like it does at this point it doesn't even matter <laughs> like, just do anything yeah and it's fine blow it up build around your young guys take drafts yeah. you know all sorts of things but you know <laughs> right. with these other these, uh, these other teams these it's other a little teams. harder it's a little harder to try to I figure out what to do <laughs> I guess one thing about Portland, Portland has one year, 12 million with T Trevor Reza and their first round pick. So th Ooh. those are, those are pieces. Those are movable pieces. Those are pieces that could net them an upgrade somewhere. You know, yeah, I mean? you do and that. You yeah. Throw, you, you move those, you're taking back money, but who cares? 
Yeah, and you throw in like Zach Collins or something like that. Like that, then you've suddenly you've got almost twenty million in outgoing salary and a first round pick. You've got a young piece and a veteran on an expiring deal. Like that, so they they've got some that trade pieces that they could do. Anthony Simons might have trade value in the league. He might not. Um, I I'm not sure because Portland loves him so much. I have no idea what his national value is. <laughs> I know he played awful this year in his limited minutes. So yeah. Uh, so I don't know, I but he's the, only like the... twenty. Yeah, the the guy that I think that any other team would want is Trent. I think Trent's the guy. Yeah, yeah, but they're not moving Trent. Like they're yeah, just straight the, up. Yeah, they're, Trent. Trent's not being moved. Yeah. So uh, th- I, I think, think it's it's more likely they extend him for big money than <laughs> than move him. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they move him at all. But I I think that that's the any any kind any move that Portland any time anybody talks to Portland about that's not C J McCollum it begins and ends with Trent. That, that's what they're going to say. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. But, you know, like I said, the first round picks, things like that, you know, those are definitely on the table for them. Um, you know, they've they've made a lot of moves in the past with the Kings. Um, you know, I could see something where they try to work, work together a Harrison Barnes deal or something. Uh, you know, I don't know. There, there's I think there's moves out there that they could try to make that don't involve Trent. So. And we've gone long, so yes, I'll stop. I'll stop jabbering about Portland. We, <laughs> we didn't get to Philly. I wanted to talk Philly. I wanted to talk Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk Philly and Brooklyn um, soon. We'll we'll talk them soon. Uh, but yeah, any final thoughts before we go? No, I'm enjoying the, the playoffs. Let's just keep it moving. Enjoy all go, the sports. Go Heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go Heat. Uh, All right, so before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out if you go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review, so please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on iTunes, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Dwayne and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Crafting the track generous. It's that infinite. Filling the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful. Neighbors sniffing from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme rap and then we dish it. Yo. See your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. Behind the giant.